Welcome to the More Equity Podcast by Harlem Capital. Harlem Capital is a diversity-focused, early-stage venture capital fund based in New York. We're on a mission to invest in 1,000 diverse founders over the next 20 years. And in this two-episode season, we interview the senior associates at Harlem Capital, how they went from remote interns to working full-time at the firm. Listen in as Nicole DeTomaso leads the conversation. I think a lot of humility, like it came into something, I have no idea what it is. How do you go about figuring out how to learn, what to learn and what's valuable of what you've learned? And I think that's still a process I go through all the time mm-hmm. uh, on every deal. Uh, and I think like having to do that from the beginning was, was really valuable. Hey everyone, I'm your host, Nicole DiTomaso, a current Harlem Capital intern. And on this week's episode, we are speaking with the fabulous Gabby Casso. We take a dive into her journey to becoming a Harlem Capital intern, fellow, and the first senior associate at the firm, all without having any previous finance experience. Gabby, thanks so much for being here with me today. Let's kick it off by having you tell us a bit about yourself. Totally. So Gabby Kenzo, I'm from Maryland. I'm Haitian undergrad. I studied chemical engineering. Just always loved solving problems and at the time, I was interested in, in food as a nexus of solving problems. So I'd been studying a lot around inequality in how food is tied to a lot of forms of inequality, whether it's about access or um, health outcomes and, and different things like that. And so that's what took me up to Minneapolis. Um, so I was working at General Mills, designing and creating new products, and, and thought that'd be a cool way of, of using my skills to have an impact. While I was there, so I was there for about uh, three and a half, almost four years, was uh, doing everything from early product development. So going from the idea to building prototypes, to talking to consumers, to having them tell you that they hate what you've shown them, to figuring out how to fix that, and then uh, going to factories across the country to figure out how to actually make those products at scale. So all that I really loved uh, building and creating, but ultimately realized that I wasn't necessarily as excited about food. Um, I was more excited about what it looked like to build and create uh, in other industries um, that have a wider impact and, and are more integral uh, in, in certain ways. And so started getting interested in the tech world because um, a lot of the methodologies we used to build and create came from tech. So started going to like the startup scene in Minneapolis a little bit. At, around the same time, I was interested in going to business school to learn some new skills and thought that'd be a cool way to pivot to tech and, and do building and creating from the business side rather than um, as an engineer. And in that journey, I uh, got into business school and at the same time, I wanted to do a pre-MBA internship. Um, Harlem Capital had the app open. I uh, thought it'd be an interesting place to learn about tech from people investing in tech companies and figure out what kind of tech company I wanted to be at. And um, totally just fell in love with venture and investing and realized that was what I was really excited by. And I think the pace of work fits a lot of things that I love and, and want in, in my work life and the team, uh, as well as the mission and being able to invest in women and minority founders, um, sitting at the intersection of those identities to me, that's really value aligned work and is what gets me really excited every day. So yeah, so interned with the team, started school. Uh, did the fellowship at Microsoft for the summer, uh, had the chance to come back full time um, and joined in September. And that's kind of been the journey since. Very cool. So you never had any inspiration to start your own company. It seems that, you know, at General Mills, you you were creating products, right? And so what what attracted you to venture in the investment side as opposed to actually building at a startup? It's a good question. And I thought about uh, what it looks like to build at a startup. I think. Um, I, as I was doing research and trying to talk with people at different companies, it seemed like there was more to learn on this side of things because it was something I'd never experienced and didn't know. 
In fact, at General Mills, I'd always be interfacing with people on the business side and be very frustrated that it felt like we were talking in two different languages and thinking about two different things and, and looking at problems very differently and could never understand why an incredible product that fit the consumer need could go to market because maybe the market didn't exist or wasn't big enough. And so um, for me, I wanted to understand the other side of the table. Um, and I also thought that, well, it would be cool to um, build products at another, at like a tech company. I'd be doing a similar sort of motion, even if it's a very different market and consumer and product and technology. Um, and I wanted like a different motion of work and, and to see something at, more, at a more broad level than only focusing on a particular part of a product or a particular part of thing at a company. So can you tell us a little bit more about how you discovered Harlem Capital? That was really early days for the team, right? So that was mm -hmm. how many years before the launch of, or announcement of the fund, really? So that was January, probably 2017 from, from that lens. So learned about the internship and Harlem Capital, like more specifically in MLT. But um, because they, they had invested in Blavity um, and uh, folks at Blavity went to WashU and so had kind of like been following Blavity sort of like uh, casually on the side. So I think I'd seen like on Facebook or something, a Black Enterprise article, but never something that like caught my attention. It was just like, okay, if this is the name of who invested in the company of people I know. But at this juncture, it was really through MLT, sort of through the business school process, people had been talking about venture capital and that being the thing they wanted to do. And I was focused on like product management or tech and didn't know what venture capital was. And, and then this sort of opportunity emerged and I was like, oh, this could be a really interesting thing once I started digging into it. You didn't have any finance experience prior to the, the internship, right? So, so how was that transition going from the product management side to, to the finance side? <laughs> Um, it was very hard. Uh, it was like, there were so many things I didn't know, so many things I, uh, had to just learn and, uh, a lot of Googling and like research. And so I'd have like work from like Harlem Capital stuff, uh, and spent the rest of my time just learning all of the things I didn't know. And, and for me, uh, looking at a new industry or space, to me, the first important thing is to learn is the language. And it's just, it was just a very different language. So whether it was reading blogs or catching up on newsletters, just like soaking up the language of a space so I could at least have conversations to ask questions uh, to figure out what to learn there. I think a big piece of that, so the, that was a big piece, I think, of the internship period itself. But I think a pretty big, a huge step change in learning curve. I think to the credit of the team, um, they provide a lot of resources. And if you ask enough questions, like they it's a, a really fertile space to learn. And for me, I, I love learning. And so the fact that I didn't know anything, I think was right. good in that I just asked a lot of questions and had to learn a lot. Right, yeah. I also it think the hard. VC space is one finance space where having a different background and a different perspective is actually greatly appreciated. Later stage private equity, you have investment bankers, right? Who have had the same upbringing. So the perspective is obviously narrowed. Cool, so can you talk about your time as an intern and sort of what it was like early days as you know one of the first cohorts i mean you see the internship nowadays so how how much has it evolved since oh i think so much i mean i think some elements are still there so yeah. still working on deals still doing a project uh i think what's different is the, there's just like an immense amount of structure i think mm -hmm. we were building the structure as we were there and, and we still build it today but there's so much more that's institutionalized. Mm -hmm. I also think like it was just a different stage in the life cycle because there was no fund yet. And so mm -hmm. it was still angel investments. It was still 
you know, that older process and, and sort of building what that looks like. And, and they started talking a little bit about the fund. So just very early in that sense. I think what was cool though, is um, there's just so much, so many things to try and experiment and right. uh, got to look at like what a sourcing strategy is and, and sort of figuring out what that might be and got to work on the last angel deal that they did. And so that was a cool experience. So yeah, I think it was a lot of experimentation um, mm -hmm. where now I think we have a little bit more process right. uh, and structure. Makes sense. So what project did you do or deal that you worked on? Can you elaborate more about that as an intern or a fellow? Yeah, um, as an intern, the one I remember most vividly is Paladin, because um, that ended up being one they invested in. Mm -hmm. um, it's a legal tech company focused on allowing uh, legal firms to have a, a software platform to manage and run and execute pro bono work, mm -hmm. um, where there isn't that connectivity existing today. But it was really interesting in that, like in the legal profession, there's like a duty to do pro bono and right. um, sort of codified in the oath that they share and it was really interesting and, and cool, great founders. They done tech stars, so so it was a good um, investment for us. So yeah, so it was uh, particularly vivid because it was first time in venture, but first time also seeing a deal and right. the process go from start right. to finish. Uh, it's a lot more rigorous now with our memos and that process, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. but still like elements of that thought process were still uh, heavily present. And then from projects, because it was still new and because I also frankly had time, uh, mm -hmm. I just did a lot of different projects. So looked right. at um, how we could frame up our sourcing strategy, looked at, I don't even know anymore. I think sourcing strategy is the one that like I, I remember the most. And then as a fellow, I think my bigger project then was uh, starting the interview series. So I reached, we reached out to a bunch of founders and, and put together like a three article series around like building their product, raising funding, and I forget the third piece of it, uh, their team or customers, just another part of their business. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was really cool. It was the first time like on my own getting to talk with founders and getting to really understand uh, the business. And, and it was cool because those were founders that have raised some of the highest amounts of funding for, for mm -hmm. Black and women founders. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's interesting hearing the way they talk and sort of building the muscle for what like great looks like. Right. And that was, that was for content that Harlem Capital published. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. amazing. Amazing. So during your internship, you had a ton of autonomy. I know we still have a lot of autonomy. I'm sure you had more autonomy then too. Were you told to do those projects or were those projects just ones you took upon yourself? Those were sort of like the, the projects like we have now. Like, uh, mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm sure I did an industry report or something, but I think that was like the bigger project I was working on. So similar to like the podcast or interview series, but that was the first time we'd done it. So trying to figure out like what that structure and process looked like was awesome. Um, was fun at first. Awesome. And so looking back, what are you most thankful for from the internship itself? Mm. Tough cue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what am I most thankful for? Or I guess what did it teach you that you value the most now in your career? I think like there's that early on, I think um, one that naivete, like not knowing anything. I think, I think a lot of humility, like it came into something, I have no idea what it is. How do you go about figuring out how to learn, what to learn, and what's valuable of what you've learned? And I think that's still a process I go through all the time mm -hmm. uh, on every deal. Uh, and I think like having to do that from the beginning was, was really valuable. I also think like never not being afraid to ask questions and not just assuming other people know what we're doing or what it is. And right. coming in, particularly not having a finance background, I think I thought that anyone who came from finance, like they just know it and what they say works and is good. And trying to deconstruct some of that and, and, fit, mm -hmm. and I think going to business school helped a lot in terms of what that education looks like. So 
I think learning how to learn, learning how to listen and, and the, being humble about it. Um, right. I think are some of the top ones. So, so would you say that Harlem Capital shifted your career path? Doing the internship shifted, I would assume, because you're now full-time with Harlem Capital. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I've done a few of these, <clears throat> these series now, and almost every single person has said that, which is pretty great and speaks volumes of the, the internship itself, right? To be able to shift people's career and like open their minds to something else. Totally. Yeah. And it was never something I would have considered uh, had it not been for the internship or even really known what it was. So uh, yeah, definitely. Right. And you did, you did an internship in between Harlem Capital and starting full time, right? Yeah. And you still chose Harlem Capital. So that's awesome. Microsoft is great. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how Mike would feel about that. <laughs> um, can you tell us a little bit about how the responsibilities change from going from intern to fellow to then full time um, and sort of the, the transition to each of those roles? Yeah, I, I think at the intern stage, uh, particularly where we were at the fund and where I was, uh, was just learning and um, uh, asking questions and sort of sitting in on a lot of things and sharing ideas and asking questions. But uh, yeah, I think that's how I'd characterize that stage. I think at the fellow stage, more of that responsibility and onus on actually doing the work and, mm -hmm. um, and uh, leading uh, an initiative or a specific project or task, having more of that autonomy. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I think full time, that's just expanded tenfold. Uh, I think the example we always talk about is like our Slack. So there's mm -hmm. like the one channel that y'all are in, and we've got 40 other channels that are constantly going all the time. And so I think even the first two weeks was just like a fire hose of like, how do we, how do you navigate all these channels? And now, now it's everyone's down <laughs> uh, from a joking lens. But I, I do think just ownership and being part of building something and really relying on, on the full team and, and then your own abilities as well and what you bring to the table uniquely. And I, mm -hmm. I think one of the things I love about the team is we've all got a very different lens for how we see things in the world. So I think that's been, been really positive as well. But I think like progressing, to answer the question directly, progressive responsibility and growth, going from like listening to doing to leading is kind mm -hmm. of how it's Comparing, I mean, this might be hard since you didn't work at any other VCs, but I guess from being in the VC ecosystem, how would you say that Harlem Capital is different to other venture capitalists? I think I can only share what I've heard uh, like anecdotally and in, in the ether. As a team, we're pretty flat. And so... I, th I think and find that like if you speak up and, and I can have a, everyone has a voice on the team mm -hmm. uh, and I think what I've anecdotally heard from other firm, uh, people at other firms is that like there's a greater distance between partners and associates. There's a lot of questions sometimes like how do I bring up a deal in a partner meeting and a lot of people a lot of associates like there's there's firms where associates aren't even at the partner meeting or at or an at IC and so you might do all the work but never get to see what happens in those meetings and beyond the board calls and all of that stuff. So I think what's different is uh, that flatness and the openness and transparency, as well as like autonomy and responsibility at, at this level. Yeah, that's, uh, Kelly had a similar response and she said that she does a lot of marketing work on the side, as you know. And so she was saying that uh, other firms, she wouldn't have the opportunity to do both investing and marketing. And because a lot of those teams are bifurcated. Right. So you either on the investment team or you're on the marketing team or whatever it is. Right. And so at, uh, at Harlem Capital, she was saying that I have, you know, the opportunity to do both. And obviously, as the firm grows, that might not be the case. But for now, it gives you guys like the opportunity to do far more than just investing. 
Totally. And like flex, like some of the things that we're uniquely good at, like I right. never think like a marketer and like right. the <laughs> world. And she blazes it. She's amazing at it. But yeah, getting to play, have a, wear a lot of hats and try a lot of things and right. figure out what works is, is right. a huge, huge blessing. So what do you do on the side if it's not investing? So what do you focus on? So Kelly focuses on marketing. What would you say that you are sort of side hustle on the team? Yeah, I think I frame it as like ecosystem and partnerships. So I help support like our tech stars partnership and interface with them quite a bit, mm-hmm. whether it's about content or about engaging with our companies, just trying to maintain uh, and support the relationship. I also focus on ecosystem more broadly. So a lot of the events that we've been doing, like the webinars or office hours with like different organi- like diversity focused organizations in the tech world, I lead those for the team and try to pull us in where it makes sense. And, and either, either it's about awareness or supporting the community or ideally this virtuous cycle back to us on there from an investment lens. But I think that's where I probably play in the most. And then I'll work with Brandon a bit on like the operator side. Those are a little bit mixed, but those are, those are, that's probably the biggest area I work in. Awesome. So and I like the productivity stuff, like internal tools oh, yes. and, and ops and, and things. I obviously asked the team what questions <laughs> <laughs> to ask you, but they did mention the productivity and they said to ask you about efficiency engineering hacks and they said to ask about that your whole family's engineers so what are some efficiency hacks that's so funny for me it's like constantly a constant evaluation of what you're doing and why and like getting incrementally better at it um in terms of just like time and and efficiency and those prioritizations michael was saying that i asked him how he manages his time so well and he said if something comes in that i can do in five minutes i do it right then he was like, I don't put it on a to-do list. I don't do anything. I, just, I do it if it can do it in five minutes. I was mm-hmm. like, that's pretty clever because like, if you think about the amount of things, like if you don't answer an email, even though you can answer it at that moment, right? It's like, why would you not answer it? Yeah. So I thought that was clever. Actually, yeah, that brings up a good one. I um, Oh, my efficiency act actually is like the rest of the team gets up, starts the day later. Mm-hmm. And I like to start the day earlier uh, as it's quiet. And so I can just turn through a ton of stuff uh, in the quiet and then- mm-hmm and then get to everything else and then doing email like in the morning and the evening rather than like in the middle of the day. Oh, that's interesting. I like that. So do you go to bed earlier then to wake up at like 6 a.m.? I do. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm definitely the, the earliest one. I'll just turn things off and, and kind of crash. Yeah. So you don't get all those Slack messages from all of those different no. channels. I'll, I'll see it in the morning and then like prioritize. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Another thing I was told to ask about is salsa dancing. Do you salsa dance? I love it. I am so sad that in the Corona world, I don't know when I will again, uh, which is very sad to me. Uh, But I still listen to the music quite a bit um, when I'm on walks. Uh, And Seattle actually had a really great dance scene. So I'm very happy I got to be out there. uh, Awesome. Did you go to classes or do you like to go to, you know, like dancing clubs? I just show up to the clubs and studios. Yeah. I don't don't take classes anymore. Love it. (laughs) But you used to take classes. I did. I did. I took classes in Minneapolis, um, which actually is a vibrant but small scene, uh, surprisingly. And then when I would travel for work, I would um, go to different studios or clubs uh, whenever I was like in a different city. How did you get into that? So in undergrad, I had some friends who were like on the school dance team, uh, but didn't dance then. And then when I moved to Minneapolis, everyone said to get a winter hobby. Otherwise, you'll be very sad uh, because it's a very long winter. And so remembered that, thought it'd be a fun way to like meet people, had always enjoyed the music and uh, really fell in love with it and have found that like the dance community is super open and welcoming and 
just like a good time and, and I've really just enjoyed it ever since then. Yeah, awesome. And if you're moving to New York, I'm sure you could find some awesome, yes. awesome places. Definitely. But in New York, um, they dance a different way. So I'd actually have to take really? classes again, which would be very cool. I did not know that it had, that there was like a regional aspect of that. Mm-hmm. Oh. There's um, New York style, which is like on two, like the second beat, more like the Puerto Rican way of dancing. And then there's LA style, which is on one, which is how a lot more of the country tends to dance. Uh, from what, I, what I found. Interesting. So you have a new, you're going to have a new, uh, a new thing to learn. Totally. Yeah. Which is exciting. <laughs> it's uh, super exciting. Yeah. Cause it's been a while since I've taken a class. So that would be fun. Okay. Last, last thing is Jared told me to ask you about lazy grams, which is drawings on Instagram instead of pictures. And I have no idea what he means by that, <laughs> but he said to bring it up. So can you please explain what lazy grams are? Yeah. So a lazy gram is, uh, Again, to the lazy point, not to efficiency, <laughs> but I guess how they started. So I was, uh, everybody at school was traveling for a school trip, uh, but in different countries. And so there'd be 20 people in your class in a given place, and they'd all be Instagramming the same amazing scenery and bottle of wine that they had at the top of this mountain. Yeah. And so in sort of like satire, I started like taking a black picture and then just typing out the scenery rather than trying to frame the shot and like <laughs> make it look good etc and then that evolved into me drawing it out rather than uh taking a picture of it um because like uh, i just don't like taking pictures i don't take pictures well but the real reason is that i had a bad camera on my phone and i couldn't take good pictures and so it was my way of still sharing what i was doing yeah. uh, in a funny sort of like comical way without having to like uh deal with like a really bad camera who said you're not a good marketer look at that Thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was like kind of making fun of everybody's pictures on the trips. And then it just evolved to me wanting to just draw what I was doing instead of taking pictures out of habit of uh, my phone not being very good. So you still do that t- today? I do. Um, I haven't recent. I can show you the most recent one. It's ironic. They actually take more time than taking a picture. Yeah. So they're yeah. not very lazy, but um, <laughs> maybe like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. You're on like V100 by the time you finish. Basically. <laughs> Okay, so so wrapping up here, so I guess this is a two-part question. What advice would you give for individuals who want to intern at Harlem Capital? And then on the flip side of that, what advice would you give to the current intern class? I think from a Harlem Capital application, since it's just the resume job uh, these days, I'd say it's like really highlight uh, the ways in which your past experience and skills lend itself to venture. And so if you've done anything entrepreneurial, whether in an existing job or actually uh, as an entrepreneur, highlight that, um, any sort of analytical skills that you've got, like, like really bring to life a lot of the things that we're looking for in the applicant, in the, in the resume, um, because that's really the, the place to, to shine and whether it's keywords or things you pull out, like really make sure that your interest in venture, your interest in tech, your interest in startups really comes through. I'd say for folks looking to enter venture more broadly, I think now is actually a really good time to try to enter venture. Um, I think the industry is more aware of, the systemic barriers that keep people from entering the space and thereby are more open and a little bit more thoughtful uh, around interns and people applying and people trying to get into the space. And I think also with COVID, the barrier for a conversation is so much lower because it's just a tweet, a DM or a message away. Um, And we don't have any of the other fun distractions that we used to have. So I'd say get in the mix of things, get on Twitter in particular, uh, follow people, get in the conversation 
um, and be active. And if there's someone interesting that you're interested in chatting with, you know, reach out to them and be thoughtful with a cold message. But uh, I think more often than not now, uh, people will be willing to respond. And then also like do some of the work on your, your own. So I think a good piece of advice I got was act like you're a VC already. So be in the startup community where you are, um, learn about interesting companies that are interesting to you and, and learn what, get, understand for yourself why those are interesting. Um, mm -hmm. Share those with other investors that you meet. No one will say no to a cold message that has a company attached. Um, and so that's always a good way of one practicing the skill, mm -hmm. uh, but also getting into the conversation and, and being able to be, to provide value as you ask for value at the same time. Right. And then for, for current interns? Use the community. Um, I think now like this is what the eighth intern class, use each other, use past interns, reach out, connect, especially if you want to be in venture or, you know, whatever. I mean, people have come from incredible past and, and are doing great things. So get to know people in the network and, and that. I think while in the internship itself also leverage the team. So ask a lot of questions, um, be really curious. Um, you know, there's your projects, there's deals, but I find you really learn by doing. So the more you can hop on or the more things you can try or experiment with or suggest. I mean, a lot of the things that we have now came from intern suggestions. So mm -hmm. the more things you do there benefit not only you, but also the next class of folks coming and, and just enjoy the experience. It's a fantastic team and, and really great people. And I feel grateful every day to be here. So I hope you guys yeah, totally. are too. Totally agree. So that's all I have. I appreciate you taking the time. This was awesome. You have an awesome background. And that's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in to Harlem Capital's More Equity podcast. Be sure to check out our other More Equity episodes for even more insights. To stay connected to all things Harlem Capital, you can find us on Twitter at Harlem Capital. Until next time, keep on building.